Hi, welcome to uh, Mentorship Gold. Thank you, Dad, for allowing me to, to help you. Thank you for joining me on this. It's my pleasure as well. My name is Pastor Sean. I'm one of the pastors here at Emmanuel Church. I've had the privilege of being in this church for 16 years now, and it's a privilege to work alongside you. It's my pleasure. So we usually have um, two Menship Gold episodes, which is, which is mostly teaching, but we like to have some episodes where we have some questions and answers from, from real people who send us emails. We have so many emails that are sent to us that we feel that we need to address some of them. Um, tonight we have some emails that I'd like you to answer for us. And I had one question myself, and I was wondering, I've been watching the episodes of Mentorship Gold. What was the purpose of doing the, the mentorship videos? Was it for people to ask you to be their mentor? Or was it just purely uh, a reason to teach other people to find their own mentors? Uh, it's, it's more the, the second scenario. If you observe closely, you will realize that this whole topic of mentors, mentees, the process of mentorship, uh, the process of sonship, mm. all this is very rare in the body of Christ. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't say that, that they are completely non-existent, but the resources are very rare. And uh, so I, I've had so many people being confused about it, so many people not being able to tap into the fullness of what is there. And, and when there is lack of clarity on this topic, you know, you have mentees messing up the process of mentorship. So many people that could have been so blessed by it, by one word, by one action, they eliminate the process, abort their own destiny yeah. um, because they fail to understand the helper that God sent into their life. I'm really not in a process of looking to <laughs> mentor any more people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there are people that I know God will send that I'm supposed to mentor. Uh, it is up to the, them to figure that out and yes. how they will manage to, I, yes. I don't want to give away stuff right now, but yeah. but the, the bigger purpose is to help people f be a better mentee to their mentor to be a better believer to their pastor, to be a better believer in their church, to be a better son to their spiritual father. And even I believe that this is also going to help mentors uh, to help define this whole process a yeah. little more better. Now, since you said that you've been watching, but mm -hmm. has it brought any clarity? What is your perspective to it? I haven't always thought of um, a pastor as a, as a mentor. Usually, I think I would. I used to think of a pastor as just somebody that I would sit in the congregation. I would listen to them speak. But now, um, by watching you know, the videos, I feel that it's 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 on a much more deeper level than that. Mentors can. I've learned mentors can can birth things in people that just listening to a, a sermon doesn't always necessarily birth. So I'm I'm grateful for for you for being my mentor and my spiritual father. What you're essentially saying, there is a, a, a thin line where a pastor can 
become somebody who is just ministering from the pulpit. Yes. But then there is a deeper level that you can go in mm-hmm. where you start being mentored by a pastor um, and he becomes a mentor. And there is a deeper level of where you can get into a place of sonship where now it is more than just a training to be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are now receiving something as an inheritance on your life. Yes. And it is a more more deeper relationship. Yes. Mentor yes. could probably be a surface relationship. Yeah, I guess a mentor could be somebody who just um, is just teaching you something. I said, but there just is no personal covenant or personal no. responsibility. No, it's, I think you could you could be mentored and then you would walk away from them. There would be no attachment that you have no with them. no relationship beyond that. No. We've been getting a lot of emails with questions. So most of those questions will be answered during the Mentorship Gold episodes. But if you'd like to email us your personal scenarios, instead of questions, we will, we will try and answer them during the recording that we're doing right now. So Dad, we have a question, our first question. It's from Abhishek and he's from India. And he's saying that he has a mentor, but he doesn't have a spiritual father. Okay. So what he's asking is, is that, could his mentor also be his spiritual father? Wow, that, that's a good question. Could my mentor also be my spiritual father? Mm-hmm. From what I've seen, not all spiritual fathers are great at being mentors Mm -hmm. because I used to know a man of God, very profound spiritual father. He raised many sons, but he was not good at mentoring them in the ways that they have to walk. So he was good at raising them up, but he was not good at training them. He told them what to do, but he didn't tell them what not to do. Okay. The majority of the sons then turned around and became a headache to him. Most of them turned into rebels and fought him. And I watched that, that very painful scenario and I, I used to wonder, he was great at raising them. He was great at giving them platforms. He was great at giving them opportunities, loving them yeah. and bringing them up. But he was not great in terms of mentoring them to say, hey, these are your dangers. These are areas that you should stay away from. So he may not have been an effective mentor. So you have to be careful that sometimes you can find a great spiritual father, but does not necessarily mean that he is good at mentoring as well. Not everybody that is mentoring is your spiritual father either. Spiritual father is much a deeper journey, a personal relationship like we we said. So you don't want everybody teaching you how to play uh, instrument turning to be a spiritual father. So they need to be able to have that qualification that you look up. If that person is able to give you the spiritual counsel and guidance and bring you up in the things of the Lord, then sure, he is a great spiritual father to have. Um, But remember the words of Apostle Paul. He said, even though you have tens of thousands of guides, yet you only have one father. And I have fathered you in the gospel. Yeah. So you could have 10,000 mentors, but yes. you have one spiritual father. Yes. Yes. So you have to remember that you can have multiple mentors. For example, my spiritual father 
uh, he brings me up in the things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call him up and say, listen, um, what sh- kind of shoe should I wear? Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I want to appreciate what I receive from him yeah. and uh, also use wisdom to know that maybe I can have a fashion mentor who can help me pick up better clothes yeah. than I would uh, do it on myself. So you can, I can have mentors who will help me in different areas of life. So you don't want to mix the both. No. You have to pray, see God, and see if He qualifies to help you in the things of God. Praise God. How would you differentiate between a mentor and a spiritual father? Would a mentor be more of a, um, a practical teacher and a spiritual father more of a... Apostle Paul says, I have fathered you in the gospel. Mm. So a mentor can be somebody who's even training you in a certain skill, in a yes. certain part of your life. Yeah. It could be a mentor who is counseling you in terms of how to have a better married life. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody just teaching you probably even how to uh, stand and be an orator, to preach, sing or whatever. He's helping you in one particular area of your life. But when you say about a spiritual father, he may not necessarily be helping you with how to stand, how to sit, how to move. Yes. But his responsibility is, is your soul, your spirit, where you grow in the Lord, in the things of God. And this man or woman may not even have a personal contact with you. Most of the times, Apostle Paul, the Bible says he fathered them through the gospel, yeah. through the word being yeah. taught. So many times we have this idea that they should be like a biological father who would sit down and, and, and you know, take you to a park and, you know. Yeah. So then you think that just like a biological father, I need a spiritual father. And that's when many people get disappointed. A spiritual father is training you in the things of the spirit and the teaching of the word. Yeah. And, and that is why Apostle Paul said, I'm sending you this son because he's going to teach you my ways. Because each person will bring a different revelation into your life, a different experience of God. So you want to be careful of who you consider yes. as that man and woman of yeah. God that will lead you in the things of God. So it would be true to say that your spiritual father doesn't necessarily have to be um, a person that is close in proximity. It could be somebody who's on the other side of the world even. Absolutely. And the only contact you have is, could be through... Um, a video. A video, a yeah. yeah. Apostle Paul mentored and wrote to them. Through and letters. To, through letters. Yeah. Um, in those days, the letters took longer to reach. <laughs> and thank God today you have live videos yes. and you have sermons and thank God for YouTube. And yeah. It's more personal. Yes, definitely. So that I have a second question mm-hmm. from one of uh, your viewers. This lady says that she's looking for a mentorship. Okay. And she's saying that in the past she'd had a pastor that she'd gone to and she'd been very pr- uh, transparent with. But the thing is that she's saying that that, that pastor had judged her. Mm-hmm. So now she's, um, I guess, not trusting somebody, this, this pastor or maybe she's not even trusting that she could find a mentor that will not judge her. Okay. Um, so she doesn't know what to do, and she says she's wholly depending on the Holy Spirit now for, I guess, for all her mentorship. Mm-hmm. So how does she go about trying to find a mentor that she can fully trust? Wow. It's a big question. <laughs> yeah. 
Let me start with the second part first. I've heard the argument that, you know, you have the Holy Spirit and you don't need any people. Yeah. Uh, the moment you, you hear people say, you have the Holy Spirit, you don't need any people. That itself is the isolationist theory where you say, I don't need anybody. I can show you scenarios over and over again that the Holy Spirit himself used people. For example, the verse that many people use to bring this topic is where they quote John saying that you have the anointing of God in you, you don't need anybody to teach. Mm -hmm. Okay, Great verse, but hear me, it's not in context though. If John is saying you have the anointing, you don't need anybody to teach you. Yeah. What is he doing? Is he teaching, teaching you? you? So you're teaching me that I don't need a teacher, but you're being oh, a teacher to you me. Oh, you a teacher, yeah. <laughs> so what does that mean? In other words, at that context, he's saying that there were people that had come into the church to cause people to go away uh -huh. from the teachings that the disciples were giving them. So they were causing division. So he's coming and teaching them, saying the anointing of the Lord is on you. And how did the anointing come on them? There are times, the verses the Bible says, the gifts that was released on you by the laying of my hands, as Apostle Paul said. Yeah. So he's saying that, guys, I'm writing to you because I have the right to write to you. And I'm telling you, you guys already have the anointing now. Mm -hmm. Now, just when I leave, there are other guys who are coming and now starting to mess up what is already deposited in you. Yeah. He's reminding them that you have the Holy Spirit. Now, that does not mean that he's saying you don't need any other teacher, you have the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit himself, over and over and over throughout the scriptures, look at every moment where God touched somebody. Jesus himself appeared to Paul and transformed him and then said, go to Ananias. He's going to lay hands on him. And then Apostle Paul goes, spends years together learning from the apostles. Yeah. And then if you look at the eunuch, the eunuch was reading the scriptures. So some people say, oh, you have the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yes, eunuch was reading Isaiah. And God appeared to Philip and said, listen, there's a guy who's reading Isaiah, but he has no clue of what's happening. Why didn't the Holy Spirit just go to him directly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But God, in his all sovereign power, still sent a man. In fact, if you read that chapter, you will see Philip was being used by God to touch thousands of people in Samaria. In other words, he stopped a revival yeah. just to go say there is a guy who really loves the Bible, but he's not understanding that. Please go tell me. Why didn't the Holy Spirit help him directly? So how God works on this earth is he uses people. And when pride and ego comes in, and when you you hate submission yourself, that's when you make so, such statements that you don't need people. Yeah, God always yeah. uses people. I'm not saying that you have that problem. The first part of the question, it is something that I struggled a lot in the beginning where even I made statements that maybe I'm not supposed to have mentors. I'm not supposed to have a spiritual father because I thought it was very hard to find somebody that you can really trust yeah. that will not share your secrets to anybody else, that you know will not judge you, that will know your deepest of pains and deepest of failures and still will lift you up. And, and so 
at one point in my life, I had made up my mind that it is not possible. And then for the second part of my life, I began to say, no, I, I know what I'm missing. The more I understood mentorship and sonship, I said, man, it doesn't matter that I've been in the ministry 23, 24 years. I need to submit to somebody because now it had become a revelation. And then I started desperately looking for anybody that moved or anybody yeah. anointed. I said, maybe this is a father. Maybe this is a guy. You know, when Benny Hinn came to a church, I said, wow, finally God has brought my... <laughs> Thank God. He, I, I love the man of God. But, but I, I had to take time to understand that not everybody anointed is necessarily your mentor. I had to pray yeah. about it, seek about it. Along the way, the Lord made it clear. And I thank God for where I am today by the grace of God. Don't give up hope. Just because somebody hurt you does not mean that there is nobody else out there that can be your mentor. So I would say sincerely begin to pray, Lord, I believe in the power of mentorship and I'm asking you that you would send me somebody Show me who is supposed to be my mentor. I believe God already has somebody in mind. So you can become content and say, God, am I missing somebody? You know, sometimes many people will try to look at the most anointed, the most influential who is on TV. Yeah. That may not be the right way to go. Maybe there is somebody even in your vicinity, maybe in your own church, that there is somebody that is deeply matured, deeply rooted in God, that God can use to strengthen you and to, to build you up. So don't give up hope. And the Holy Spirit, who is your helper, has already somebody in on his mind that God wants to send to help you. I hope that helps. I have a question. Yeah. Once you've chosen your mentor, mm -hmm. does the mentor need to know that he's your mentor? So <laughs> you mentioned you know, a big man of God like Benny Hinn. And I'm sure Benny Hinn is not going to come and say, yes, certainly I will personally mentor you. Is it possible to have a mentor and they don't even know that they're your mentor? There are all kinds of mentors. I have to admit that in the early part of my ministry, God used Bishop T.D. Jakes to yeah. mentor my speaking style. Yes. Uh, I was maybe 16, 17 years old when my pastor brought me one of his sermons. Mm -hmm. I watched this one sermon it was a manpower conference. I, I know the whole sermon line by line. Yeah. And uh, till four in the morning, I would watch, write down words, dictions, uh, vocabulary, thesaurus. <laughs> um, and, and God used him to help me develop my speaking skills. And till, till the age of probably 17, I had never preached in English. Oh, wow. So God used him to mentor my speaking skills. Yes. Um, and I'm forever grateful. Someday, if I get to meet him, I'd probably thank him and yeah. you know bless him for the input yeah. he's given into my life. And he wouldn't even know that and he, he, that he didn't, didn't know. put into your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that is possible. But if you want to have a more personal touch, you need to make it clear. And if you haven't already, approaching your mentor, that is an episode that you can listen and yes. have a, a lot more of insight on. So we have um, a third and last question. Mm -hmm. And she says that she's, ha uh, she's been um, a Christian for 10 years now and has not really, well, her, I think it's her and, uh, and her husband, I think it mentions in here, that they've not established themselves 
in a church. They like arrive in a church and then soon afterwards, for whatever reason, she doesn't mention in the email, but for whatever reason, they've taken out of the church and they've had to relocate to another church. So they've had a very hard time trying to find a spiritual father. She just does not lay down roots in, okay. in one place. So now she comes to, a, she's going to a church and she's wondering whether the pastor of that church is meant to be her spiritual father. Okay. So the pastor of that church had um, offered to meet with, with her and her husband, but because they live far away from the church, they had to leave church soon after the service had finished, and they felt bad that they couldn't meet with the pastor. So um, she's saying that God had warned her for some reason in a dream that night. So she sent a Father's Day card to this pastor. She is looking for a spiritual father and she's looking for a spiritual father, she hopes, in this pastor. And she's asking, did she go about it the right way, looking for a spiritual father? I remember one time hearing somebody say this. He said, don't tell me that you are my spiritual son. Uh, just be my spiritual son. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people are looking for a formal contract where you can say, okay, you are, you are my father. Yeah. I don't think that is how it works. Even before that person even knows you, if you are being transformed by their teaching and you are growing in the Lord, mm -hmm. that means that that relationship is already established. Now, you don't need to shake hands and make it yeah. formal. Yeah. Maybe God will give you that opportunity. Yeah. So there it's a spiritual relationship. That is why it's called a spiritual yeah. father. That means it's things in the spirit. You may not even get to personally meet that yes. person. But if God has used a ministry, a anointing for you to grow in, that place becomes that place where God uses that grace and anointing to speak to you through the word of God, through yeah. the teaching, to build your spirit. Now, depending on how persistent you are, God can open up opportunities for you to have a personal connection with that individual. But to start a relationship expecting personal connection may not be the best way to go about it. It is a journey that you begin knowing that this is the will of God. It is not a journey that you decide based on how much access you have. For spiritual fathers, if a spiritual father was to actually have a personal relationship with every spiritual son or daughter that they have, it would be extremely exhausting. I have three kids now. Yeah. They're little bundles of joy. And I already am worried about how am I going to... <laughs> you have to... Share your time out between. Yeah. Has fathering been easy on to create a personal connection consistently? Not always consistently, so now uh, but it takes your, a lot of work. This is your biological children. Yes, I can imagine when it's... Yeah, if yeah. you're looking at a few hundreds that yes. are already in your church, yeah. if you're looking at you having an, a following beyond your physical church. Mm. You are literally looking at an impossible job of having yes. A, yes. a personal connection with every single son and daughter. Yeah. That being said, you have to trust the Lord that in the journey of life, that yeah. God will cause things to happen. Yeah. Your spiritual father, and I guess even your, your, your mentor as well, that you shouldn't have preconceived ideas that um, you're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of time with them. Mm -hmm. That you're gonna have um, maybe a, a deep and meaningful, like personal relationship with them. I, I think, think uh, the the secret is to 
push yourself into a place where you can be a blessing to them. Yeah, not a hindrance. Yeah. yeah. If you can find yourself to be a blessing to that individual, yeah. you automatically comes into, come into a place where there is a relationship that is established. It is not the other way around. You know, Elijah threw the mantle on Elisha and he was about to leave. He said, my job is done. This is what God told me. God said, anoint you. It looks like I've got the right name and the number. Here's the mantle. See you later. Yeah. But it was Elisha who pursued Elijah saying, no, 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 no. I'm coming with you. His response was, what did I do? He was surprised. He's like, we don't, there is no obligation. You know, my assignment was to release this and I'm done. I'm leaving. Yeah. But it was Elisha's pursuit that turned something into a deeper meaning. Not everybody that is around me today came to me because they are my best friends. No. But no. they place themselves in, in places where they said, this is somebody that is serving the Lord. I believe in this ministry. I believe in this call of God. So I want to be a blessing to this man of God. So what you can do is that find the man of God's ministry, go to that church with no expectation of a personal relationship with that man of God, but go and serve them in whatever ways that you can. Yeah. And it is only a matter of time that God will cause that relationship to mature to the place where you desire. Yeah. So it's about trusting in the Lord that he will bring that relationship into what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess we have to be careful that we don't become um, burdens to our, our spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers as well. Yeah. These people are also asking, is there anything else that they could have done? I, I think it was a very great move to start with honor. Yeah. You know, many people walk in with entitlement obligation and uh, that only throws them away. But yes. the fact that they started with a seed, with something that, that of substance, mm. itself tells them that, hey, I'm not taking you for granted. Yeah. I'm walking with steps of honor. But it is important that that you you don't breathe on them, make mm. it a journey. There are many people that would be doing the same thing that you are doing. So don't expect that everything will fall into place overnight. I covered that in the previous episode. Depending on how desperate you want what you want, yeah. it will determine how much you are willing to wait and work towards what you want. There was Jacob who said, hey, I really believe Rachel is mine. And he worked 14 years. Today, yeah. uh, some of our boys won't work 14 days. <laughs> but it depends on what you're willing to work yeah. for. Yeah. And God will reward, certainly reward that. That's it, I guess. I hope that helps. I'm sure it's helped uh, your viewers greatly. It's helped me, I know that. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. And I was wondering, what else is coming up um, in the future for the Venship Gold episodes? Oh man, the next one would be something of very great importance. I'm going to be teaching on unlocking information. Ah, it okay. is something that even as I prepare for it, I know that it's weight in gold, you know? Yes. I've made sure that it is very precise and tailor fit, you know? Mm -hmm. So you'll have to probably hear it a few times to unlock the substance. I'm excited for it. So thank you very much for watching. So don't forget to subscribe and share. And if this has blessed you, I would love you to leave a comment below and we will see you next time.